We're going to spend some time today in Hilltop. The people you're going to hear from, they led walking tours of the neighborhood in 2016 as part of the Know Your Ropes art project. I encourage you to enjoy this piece while walking around Hilltop. This is going to be about 20 minutes, so that's a perfect amount of time for a little one-mile walk around the neighborhood. You can listen, observe, stop for pho, consider what Hilltop means to you. Or if you want to listen at home or in your car, that's cool too. Okay, let's go. Welcome to Hilltop. Hilltop is a historic neighborhood on a hill in Tacoma. It's a neighborhood with a long history, some good, some not so good. And this place means different things to different people. But for many of them, Hilltop is the heart of this city, and it is changing. Lots of people care about what happens here. Many folks and communities have called Hilltop home over the decades. And in the next 20 minutes, we're going to hear from multiple people who each see the neighborhood from a different angle. But I say, let's start at the beginning. Where did Hilltop start? The neighborhood has changed in some ways, but sort of in a magical kind of way. It's what it's always been. I'm Michael Sullivan, and I teach Northwest History at the University of Washington, Tacoma. We are on Martin Luther King Boulevard in Tacoma, Washington. Historically, this was K Street. K Street was buzzing in the 1890s, and you need only look at the neighborhoods around here to see the house styles. Uh, solid family housing built out of rock-hard, ancient Douglas fir. And you know, a lot of people maybe didn't speak English, but they spoke carpentry fluently. So you have these beautifully built houses throughout the neighborhood, and they're still here. The houses have gone through different families, so a house might have been built by a Scandinavian and end up being bought by an Irish family and then be an Italian family and then, you know, African-American or Vietnamese or, you know, just all that in, in, in just one building. It's still one of the most diverse neighborhoods in Tacoma. Tacoma had a black population, though, up on the hilltop that goes all the way back to the railroad days, to the 1880s even, because uh, Tacoma was the headquarters for the Northern Pacific Railroad, the Transcontinental Railroad, and this was the terminal city. And the railroad employed, in fact, very good middle-class, upper-middle-class jobs for African-Americans working as porters and cooks. But the big influx of African-American immigrants to Tacoma came out of Chicago and Kansas City during the Second World War. They came here to work in the shipyards. You know, people went to the big department stores downtown. K Street was where you came to buy your appliances and where you came to get them fixed. And then all of the little stuff, you know, the tailor who fixes the hole in a suit or the cobbler who fixes your shoes or beauty parlors and barber shops, but always small businesses that were proprietor operated. The, the owner comes in the morning and flips the sign that says open and stays there all day and goes home at night. That kind of rhythm of the street. 
I love walking around just because an older city like Tacoma, and Tacoma is an elder city in the Northwest, there are fragments and bits. You know, it may be a, a sidewalk stamp where a contractor had a sort of like a brand that they stamped in the section of sidewalk that they did, or a ghost sign on the side of an old building that's faded, you know, a business that isn't there anymore, or, you know, a scar in the street where the streetcar tracks used to run. If you know the story that goes with a place, it intensifies the experience of being there. MLK Street is the backbone of Hilltop, and it's seen its share of ups and downs. And for the last few years, the street has lost a lot of storefront businesses to economic slumps, to street violence, to a bad rep, and bad decision making. Now, some developers are working to put the past behind them and make MLK Street a bustling business district again. The one word that really describes the Hilltop is possibility. I'm Kevin Grossman. I'm the president of the Hilltop Business Association, and I'm a developer. I'm working on the rehab of the old Brown Star Grill, which is actually called the Kellogg Sicker and the Poacher Buildings. It's the good news, bad news. The bad news is, is that a lot of the interesting old buildings on MLK have been torn down by over the last couple decades. And they got torn down by people that had money to acquire the site, but didn't have a plan of attack for rebuilding. So now what's going on is, uh, it, you know, it looks like Beirut. I mean, we're, we've got a ton of empty lots and dramatically underutilized buildings up here. So that's the bad news. The good news is, is that the economy's changing and the interest in the hilltop has picked up and we've got light rail coming. So if you want to build a cool new building, we've actually got great sites that are empty, ready to build on. Retail is what makes your streetscape feel good. So if you have restaurants or if you have, you know, places like Mr. Mac or you've got, um, you know, even the pawn shop and, and uh, tattoo parlors and whatever it is, that's, that's the liveliness. That's what people see from their cars and from walking. The other aspect to it is their jobs. And so we're hoping that both the people that live in the hilltop are able to get more jobs you know, locally and that the people that are local that leave every day will see the redeveloping hilltop as a place that they want to live instead of leaving town every day. I guess from my perspective, what makes a business district successful is it's gotta it's gotta have a vibrancy you've got to have people have to have jobs or they don't have money to spend uh, you know you need a bed to sleep on and you need a place to eat and you need a grocery store and you need a job and if you've got those three things all within walking distances you know you don't even need a car hilltop has got a huge opportunity there are about 50,000 employees within a six tenths of a mile radius of this intersection right here at 11th and mlk the business district has gone through some challenging times, and it's now it's a good place to be, but the economy is still slowly working its way back. Light rail is going to come up here, and so it's a huge opportunity. When developers look toward the future, they want to see business flourish. They want new people to flock to the neighborhood and spend money. But other people worry about the residents who've always been here. Will they get pushed out when new people with money come in? This has been happening in many cities over, like Seattle, for example. But other folks are working hard to make sure that real estate and business growth 
don't change this neighborhood for the worse. We're at the corner of M Street and South 11th, standing outside one of Tacoma Housing Authority's seven apartment buildings for seniors and younger disabled persons. This building is called the E.B. Wilson Building. My name is Michael Mira. I'm the executive director of the Tacoma Housing Authority. Housing, it's of course critical to the well-being of any person or family. And in fact, any prospect a family has requires a safe, stable home. This is certainly true for children. Tacoma, like many communities, if not most communities in the nation, has a shortage of affordable, safe housing for low-income households. One way to describe it is if we were talking about food instead of housing, we would recognize widespread malnutrition with pockets of starvation. And the Tacoma Housing Authority's main job is to provide high-quality, affordable housing to people who need it with a focus on the neediest. And this building is part of our effort to do that. The Hilltop is a neighborhood that, after some decades of disappointed hopes, we think is about to blossom. This gives us a mixture of excitement and apprehension. Because if we don't manage this properly, in 15 years, the Hilltop is going to look like Ballard in Seattle where the only affordable housing in it is what we now succeed in buying and locking in. Our job with real estate development is to bring investment dollars to neighborhoods that need it, do a good job, and embolden other people to invest. And we've been investing in the Hilltop for two decades. Our other role is not only to spur the Hilltop's development, but to deflect it so that when it does develop in the ways we all hope, there is room in this community for households of every income, every race, every composition. And if you leave it to the market, it won't happen. In 10 years, I would like the Hilltop to be a neighborhood that is safe, vibrant, prosperous, attractive, and just. People who fall in love with Hilltop are newcomers, attracted to a place full of personality and possibility. And a lot of these people are working to help make the neighborhood strong and safe. But people who have always lived here are also working for a better Hilltop, one with opportunities for everyone, especially the kids who grow up here. Some people are finding ways to make this a neighborhood where kids can learn, play, create, and grow. All right here. Well, right now we are standing in front of the People Center and you can see lots of kids playing, uh, which is living out the, the true essence of what, of what the People Center was created for and, and why it was started. I'm a product of the Hilltop community. I'm a kid that went to the People Center and was involved in all their activities. So to see it still being vibrant and moving towards um, a new vision is, is really amazing. I'm Brendan Nelson, uh, president of the Hilltop Action Coalition. I love this neighborhood because 
It's rooted in faith. That's what has kept us connected. That's what's kept us hopeful um, through the, the era of drugs and crime, uh, through the era of just not understanding what housing is going to look like, uh, not understanding what the job market is going to look like. Faith has been a key piece for this community. I think the biggest challenge affecting our youth here in the Hilltop is just the, the lack of um, events and, and activities that they can get involved in and a venue for them to actually express themselves. We don't have that in the Hilltop, so they're definitely craving the arts. A lot of the kids that, and youth that I've talked to have said, if I have something to do, something positive to go into, I won't go do other things that aren't so positive. It also adds to um, youth being able to express themselves in a, in a creative way. I would love to see just more spaces for our youth to just be engaged and, and involved. Um, I would love to see our young adults being leaders in the community. Talking to a lot of young people now, they're saying, I can't wait to get out of this neighborhood uh, to go off and do something else. I want our, our young people to say, I want to go off to college, but I want to come back and invest in, in my neighborhood as a leader. So in 10 years, I want to see some of these young people that I'm working with and, and supporting be leaders, be the next executive director of People Center, um, starting new businesses in the Hilltop, being small business owners, um, basketball coaches, teachers. I would love to see that in, in the next 10 years. Often, oftentimes, our youth don't feel like they, their voice is heard or that their opinion doesn't matter. These young people um, have some really powerful things to say, and I think if we begin to listen as adults, um, and not talk as much, but, but listen, we would begin to understand what's on the hearts of our, of our young people. If you walk around Hilltop with open eyes, you'll start to see art everywhere. It's something that gives people a voice and gets them together and talking to each other. Art is a way to listen to a neighborhood, a way to build communication between neighbors, and it's a vital piece of the hilltop. One of the really interesting things about art on Hilltop, and especially in this section of MLK, is uh, most of the artworks are community-driven. They're really great examples of people taking their neighborhood into their own hands and trying to chunk out a little piece that they can beautify. Some of the murals are like really beautiful, really amazing representations of people kind of thinking about the history of this place and literally layering it on top of each other. My name is Rebecca Salverson. I am a Hilltop resident and I work for the City of Tacoma's arts program. So right now we're in People's Park, which is in a lot of ways the entrance to the business district. So the mural that uh, is inside the park was painted by Joni Jo Acombs, Mary Mann, and uh, Jody Irwin I think also helped with the, with the mural. Those are all artists that have been doing work for decades in town. Um, and it was one of the first murals to go in, like the first kind of uh, renaissance after there had been a lot of gang activity in the 80s and um, the larger history of the neighborhood. If you look on the near the street on the left side of the mural there's 
a little farmer's market there. At the time it was painted, there had been talks about a farmer's market happening in this park, which is still going on today. So again, it's kind of like, you know, things have changed, but we're still having some of the same conversations that we were having 20 years ago. Um, it's also referencing, there was a farmer's market down on Market Street that's three or four blocks down the hill, and people used to get their groceries down there and then take the trolley back up. And so it's kind of a reference to the trolley system and how this used to be a really bustling business district and how we'd like it to be that again. So if you look across the street, uh, the mural installed there was painted by Bob Henry in 1998. This mural had a lot of community involvement. The artist uh, asked community members to bring different uh, photos and news clippings to try and represent the really diverse community that's in this neighborhood. Dr. Martin Luther King is the most prominent figure. You can see different representations from, from many of the different immigrant groups that came through this neighborhood that um, still have a presence here or a history here. Working in the public realm, it's not for every artist, but it's, it's a different way of connecting with the work and connecting with people. People will come by all the time and talk to you about it. They'll ask you questions. It's more their piece. It's not just your piece. Some artists feed off of that like collaboration with the public, and um, and you're like you're really out there. I mean, it's not like you're selling it to somebody who already likes it. It's like you're in everybody's public space, and I think people oftentimes think that public work, public artwork gets toned down or watered down because of that, but I think it's actually one of the hardest things to do well because your audience is everybody, art lovers, people who hate art. <laughs> it's everybody. <laughs>